Welcome to Nearpod Taste Buds. We are your buds, Emily and Melissa. And this is a podcast about food, mostly food, our daily lives and how they intersect. And today we're talking about that smell, that smelly smell that smells smelly. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> if you don't know what that's from, it's from SpongeBob. It is another SpongeBob <laughs> reference, oddly enough. Um, but today we are not drinking anything alcoholic. I am sipping on a Brew Doctor kombucha. Damn, why don't I have a kombucha with me? You fucked up. I did. That is uh, why. This is sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get one during the break. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a hell of a weekend. We did a lot of eating. We had a friend visiting, and man, we tasted it all. Mm. Yeah. Some would say too much. Yeah, I would say too much. Had a lot of sugary cocktails. Bellies were bloated. (laughs) Yeah, it was a recovery day that has lasted multiple days, and this is leading into a cleanse week, so we are just on the straight and narrow, on the up and up. I don't know what we're doing, but we're not drinking. On the straight and narrow. (laughs) On the wagon? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they say. I don't know. Because we're addicted to food. (laughs) But today we're talking all about scent and the power of smell, so let's get cooking. So speaking of this past weekend, what do you think were some of your favorite smells that we encountered? Oh my goodness. Um, Well, first of all, we had a pretty delicious brunch that was um, pretty tasty and mostly vegetarian. I think almost all vegetarian actually, or vegan in some cases. Um, We went to Treehouse. The service was honestly kind of slow and it was kind of rough because we needed food. Like yeah, it was a ASAP. real downer. <laughs> yeah, we needed food like yesterday. We were all like starving. So it was just like, oof, this is a struggle. But we started out with this like cinnamon roll that was so ooey gooey. Actually, they sat us next to the cinnamon rolls, which was kind of rude. Yeah. You almost killed us. They knew that we were going to buy one. It's yeah. Like you can't sit someone next to a cinnamon roll, a smell tray. all those smells, see them with yeah. your very own eyes and not buy one. Yeah. Who do you think I am? That was a little bit of torture in the beginning. But man, that smell so good, so delicious. They, like sprinkled it with powdered sugar right before they gave it to us. I honestly don't know how that was like vegan because it was so it tasted buttery. You yeah. know, it's like it's amazing what you can really do without using those like animal ingredients. Yeah, I don't know how they achieved it, but it was on point. Yeah, it was very tasty. All my food was really good there. I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of different flavors, I feel like, because I split some stuff with my partner. So I got to have like a southern, I think like Creole kind of like Benedict with like a corn cake base super good mm-hmm. and then i also had this uh latino desayuno de latina i think so it's sort of like a i don't even know what i would call it i had like chorizo and stuff right? yeah there's a soy chorizo over eggs which was delicious kind of like a one rancheros kind of kind of a little because there was sort of like a sauce underneath this like cake that they also had with that one that was really good but there's also like escabeche where it was like those like pickled vegetables mm-hmm. so just like a lot of different flavors and the potatoes were really good breakfast potatoes are one of my favorite things i like potatoes in any form but I, yeah i love a project a breakfast potato or a hash that's so true big fan mm. what were some of your favorite smells that breakfast definitely was good i got like a a blt with fake fake a fake bee fake bacon (laughs) (laughs) i think it was like seitan or something like Mm, that um which was interesting because i feel like it actually still kind of smelled like bacon and like Mm. gives you that bacony vibe so that's one of the things i miss most about being vegetarian is blts because they're there's something so good about that salty with the yeah yeah it's the perfect combination Mm -hmm. and i think bacon 
is one of those things where I actually enjoyed the scent more than I actually like the like food, <laughs> which is weird. But yeah, so that one was really good. And we also had this really great meal um, at Polite Society. Mm. Yes. Best thing I oh think that God. that meal was the like charred broccoli that we had. Yeah, that yeah, broccolini was so yeah, good. It was such good broccolini. Another very powerful scent. Broccoli's always like Yeah, broccoli is kind of funky sometimes. But good mm, good, but in funky. the best. Way. I love broccoli, so Yeah. It works for me. Mm-hmm. And like they have this cornbread that comes out in like a hot skillet. Ooh, yes. That smell too, just like getting close to that. Mm, so good. And I feel like that's like one of those like comfort homey kind of foods yeah. too that you're instantly transported with. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. And we had spinach artichoke dip. It was, like, really good, too. Very cheesy smells. Big yes. fan of those. Permeate the air. <laughs> we also ate pizza. <laughs> also one of my favorite smells of the weekend. Yes. So good. <laughs> that soothes the soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other, like, main event that we went to was a sauced event. Saucy soiree. What was it? Saucy soiree? Yeah, I don't saucy soiree. From that magazine, the heroes, that, like, the food magazine is called Sauced, and they had an event that was really cool that had a bunch of different places that we had been wanting to try and a few that we already had tried and knew we loved. So there was just... Balkan Treat Box forever, our favorite. Yes, love Balkan (laughs) Treat Box. So freaking amazing. Everything was delicious. Um, We had some macaroons made by Leah that were really good. Um, Just so many good flavors. And that was almost like a smell overload a little bit in there because it's just like, where is that coming from? How do I get it? Yeah. Like, do I want to wait in this line? Smells good? Yes. Yeah. It's kind (laughs) of weird when like smells combine like that too. And it's like, do I, am I liking this? Where is this leading me? I'm kind of following this smell to get to where I want to go. Yeah. You guys, I know um, one of my other friends that came with us is is vegetarian strictly. And she like smelled something that smelled fishy and it it smelled like shrimp and garlic shrimp, which smelled amazing to me. But to her, she was like, oh, yeah. Not it honestly made that. me a little sick because I'm like usually allergic, mildly allergic to shellfish. So like, and I just have flashback bad memories of <laughs> throwing up in restaurants and, and whatnot. So I was the only one spooning over that one. Yeah, that one did not have me uh, captivated. Oh man. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like she also kind of didn't like uh, the kimchi smell because mm. there was a kimchi like Bloody Mary oh, drink yeah. that one of our friends was drinking. At Treehouse. not about that. That, and was... that is a pungent smell. I don't usually like Bloody Marys and that Bloody Mary was so good though. Like I would, I would definitely order that again. Yeah. It was like carrot juice instead of tomato juice. Yeah. It looked really cool and it tasted amazing. Yeah. (laughs) I think the last thing that I also like had a really stronger, like pungent smell is the ramen that we got too from Nudo House. Like that, being in that place just smelled like so many amazing flavors and that like umami, like savory, like brothy smells. I love that so much. Yeah, Delicious. I got a banh mi and pho dip sandwich, basically, and it was really, really good. That Definitely idea good is smells. ingenious. That idea is just pff, golden. Yeah. yeah, it's genius. I don't know why I've never thought of that before. Yeah. I feel like there's probably so many other things that could be like like that. But. Yeah, and our friend got Indian food at the same time when she got takeout, so we had like all these smells oh combining God, yeah. in here. There was like turmeric rice and like samosas, and it was just... Yeah. Indian food is honestly one of my other favorite smells, though, because it's oh, so yeah. garlicky. And we like, need to go to a good Indian restaurant yeah. here for sure. Oh, I just so want to be like herby. bathed in those where you like walk out and you can still smell it in your hair. <laughs> yes. Permeate me. To yes. I want to be garlic naan all over. That's my perfume tonight. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight I'm wearing garlic naan. <laughs> Dip me in masala. Call me chai. <laughs> Woo. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. I know. Uh, so, yeah, we've been 
eating so much it's it's gonna be great to like take a little break maybe but <laughs> yeah our body might need a hiatus just after that one weekend that yeah. sounds like a meal for a, a week at least but yeah we do it big what can i say yeah nothing wrong <laughs> with that the reason we actually kind of wanted to talk about this is just because i heard a while ago that the least valued sense is smell and that typically when people rank them in a hierarchy of senses it's sight hearing touch taste and then smell which is this is not true universally across all cultures they've noticed they've done some research it sounds like in some places that value like cultural music or like certain things and some people that value like the english language more have more of a thing with sight which i thought was interesting just because they like to describe what they're seeing with like more language or something so there's different cultures that value it differently but most commonly like that people just said that smells like whatever. They're like, forget yeah. it. Yeah, I think uh, I probably wouldn't have ranked it like very high, I guess. And I mean, like, if you're going to lose a, se- a sense, I don't want to lose. I don't know. I don't want to lose any of them. Now knowing what I know, I probably would never want to lose my sense of smell. But yeah, I think at the same time, I think a lot of people are so dependent on de- the others. Dependent. Yeah. A dependent on their other s- senses yeah. and B are so like traumatized by bad sense. Yeah, that they're like, they're I don't like, want. Why that. would I ever want to yeah. smell dog shit again? You That's know, true. <laughs> it's like, yeah, That's no, true. I get it. You don't want to smell. The and bad you feel like smells. you can live without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really like used for survival, mostly, usually. Yeah, but well, not for me. As I was <laughs> when I was growing up, my nickname was the sniffer because I would smell anything you like put in front of me. Like if you're trying to feed me something, I'm going to smell it first. I'm going to sniff it. I'm going to bunny sniff it. I say when you're little, like it doesn't still happen to this day. I mean, I still (laughs) sniff my food. I want to know how it smells. I'm trying to taste it with my nose. I don't know, man. It's a good tactic. You want to know if it's going to be good or not. And I can tell a lot. I feel like from smelling something. So yeah, I'm going to smell it. Yeah. I mean, it does instantly tell you if you're, probably into that dish or not you know it's pretty rare that like i smell something that i don't like that i don't want to eat yeah that's true sometimes it's deceptive but yeah it's interesting though because our sense of smell is actually responsible for about 80 percent of what we taste about which is insane so without our sense of smell our sense of taste is really limited to only those distinct sensations like sweet salty sour bitter and now umami is actually something they say that that savory sensation is something that we can also sense, which is also super interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just thought that was wild that so many people would just be like fine with losing that, especially now, obviously we're experiencing things with COVID that people, a lot of people have lost that. So I think a lot of people have realized how important that really was to their daily life. Yeah. Yeah. You I think it's just one that's undervalued because you don't really use it and think about it, um, you know, as often as you think. Totally. The science behind smelling is kind of crazy. Um, So basically, the ability of smell comes from specialized sensory cells, which are called olfactory sensory neurons. Those are usually found in small patches of tissue high up inside of your nose. These cells then connect directly to the brain, and each olfactory neuron has one odor receptor. Microscopic molecules released around us in, you know, any everyday sense, whether it's, you know, coffee or trees or fresh cut grass, whatever it might be, those will stimulate those receptors. Once the neurons then detect the molecules, they send messages to your brain and that identifies the smell. 
there's more smells in the environment than there are receptors. So like any given molecule may stimulate a combination of receptors, which I think is kind of interesting. It's like a, a, a specific sequence and pattern that yeah. really dictates and like identifies something like a unique barcode almost. Um, and that kind of creates a unique representation in your brain so that it registers it as a particular smell. It's very strange. It's wild to think about like all the little neurons and things that are firing in your brain. Your brain is so powerful. Seriously, <laughs> so powerful. So the no- nose and the mouth are connected through the same airway. So when you taste and smell foods, it kind of happens at the same time. So you kind of have to identify those individual tastes as you like pull them through, which is kind of interesting. I feel like the next time I'm going to eat something, I'm going to have to like really think about it and be like, is this a taste or is this yeah, the smell? Yeah, definitely. There is a couple like things online that had activities you could do where you could like hold your nose and try something and like see what you really actually are experiencing Mm -hmm. so I definitely feel like I'm gonna try a couple of those just to kind of compare but uh even when like you're tasting wine I feel like there's a tactic where you kind of like pull in air while you're tasting it to kind of like draw in and like aerate the wine and I feel like that also kind of gives you different like smells and notes and mm -hmm. things like that so it kind of made me think of that too where it kind of like gets into your nasal passageways more like by doing that so interesting interesting yeah and like sniffing wine i feel like is like a whole part of the process you sniff Mm -hmm. it you swirl it you sip it you aerate it yeah (laughs) it's like a full process totally yeah i get all these different notes and things pulled out but smells actually get into you know those neurons through kind of two different pathways the first one is obviously through your nostrils you're just breathing it all in and then the second way is actually through the roof of the throat and the nose basically the that kind of passageway there so when you chew food it releases those aromas um and and access those neurons through that second channel if that gets blocked like if you're stuffed up with a cold or if you're holding your nose or something like that then those odors can't reach the sensory cells that are stimulated by the smells um, and that's why you lose kind of a lot of flavor when you're sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes, it's always tragic too. It's like, I can't even enjoy this. No. Meal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also kind of influenced by something called chemical sense, which is a sense that involves a, like thousands of nerve endings, especially on moist surfaces of like orifices, eyes, nose, mouth, mm. throats. And those nerve endings help you sense irritating substances and will cause like tear inducing things. So like an onion when it causes you to, to cry um, and like the, the cooling, refreshing feeling of menthol. That's all kind of like a chemical sensation that's happening um, and, and triggering those uh, nerve endings. I feel like we never think about the fact that these are actual molecules that are in the air that are, that we're, our body is like picking up on and reacting to. Yeah. Um, but like there's some substances that don't release molecule, molecules into the air from the surface so that we'll just have no smell. So, or like if you don't have a receptor to recognize that specific mo- molecule, then it will have no smell to you, which is even more like, that's just so wild. That is crazy. <laughs> I read that humans have about like 350 to 400 olfactory receptor subtypes that work in various combinations to allow us to sense about 10,000 different odors. But in mice, for example, they have about 1,300 
olfactory receptor types and therefore can probably smell like so many more things mm-hmm. which is like imagine if our sense of smell was that elaborate yeah like i, 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 I don't even know what that would be like i don't know if that'd be better or worse no it'd be too much would taste it would be over extra amazing? it'd be overwhelming i feel yeah. like you'd pick up on scents that were like too far away and you'd be like <laughs> i'd be able to smell the turtle tank from here and the litter box oh, and God, you know yeah, like i don't want to pick up on all that smells, no my own feet who knows yeah just like, whatever's in front of me is good yeah like there'd be too many scents like i, I don't need be, bionic scent i would be stressed out <laughs> sensory overload <laughs> there's actually a lot of smell disorders out in the world though too so the there's kind of four main ones so hyposmia is a reduced ability to detect odors and then there's anosmia which is the complete inability to detect any odor and in some cases, people are just completely born without a sense of smell, um, which I just think is so crazy, but it happens. That would be and weird. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, like, could it develop? I mean, it could change, I imagine, but it's like, that's so wild. Yeah, something in your, like, I assume it's just a misconnection with between you and your, yeah, brain, your brain, you know, a little bit. So hmm. there could be ways, I'm sure, that you regain that function, but yeah, definitely wild. And then there's parosmia which is a change in the normal perception of odors. So when something familiar becomes distorted or something that like once smelled good to you now has like a terrible foul smell, mm. which how tragic is that? Like that your favorite be. thing in the world and you're like, oh my God, I can't even be near you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people say that with like pregnancy a lot though. That's like what I was that just thinking. Once I was... smelled good. Yeah. Is now horrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like wasn't that bad is now like astronomically terrible. Yeah. So that's always fun. Good thing it's a temporary. Yeah, you always hope that it's temporary. Jeez. And then the last one is phantasmia, which is the sensation of an odor that isn't there, which is just trippy as all hell. <laughs> you're like, don't you smell it? It's like, yeah, no. No, bro. I think you're tripping. <laughs> yeah, it's concerning. I definitely think I was losing my mind a little. Right? Like, how could you not? Oh, man. There's so many causes of these smell disorders, obviously. Um, I think the the biggest one is is aging. It just is a part of what happens when you grow older. That terrifies me. Yeah. I read that like after fifty, it just starts dramatically declining, and like that, it sucks. That's terrible. My sense of taste could just go, and like that's why people like over salt food, yeah. and things like that, cause they, or like they won't notice it's spicy, and then it's, yeah, it's just roof of your mouth is on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. So it's just not great. And tragic. Yeah. Some other kind of common causes are sinus or other respiratory infections, like we kind of are seeing with COVID. Um, smoking, which tragic, and that's a reason in and of itself to stop smoking, if you ask me. Yeah. Ruins <laughs> the flavors? No, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Growth um, in your navel cavities can be a cause, as well as... What does that mean? I think it's like... Tumors? If you, Yeah, like some sort of tumors. Abnormalities? Or like, abnormalities, exactly. Tissue buildup. You know? Okay. You know how people just get like weird, like polyps. Yeah. <laughs> Calluses. <laughs> Calluses in your nostrils. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm not okay with it. I'm not trying to find out over Inflamed. here. Inflamed. Yeah. I don't want to look up images. Ventricles. Of that. Yeah. I'm not much. sure either. I'm just going to stop <laughs> going forward. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Don't get them. Mm-hmm. Um, head injury is also a common one, obviously, since this is highly connected to your brain and the neurons that are being passed. Um, as well as hormonal disturbances, dental problems, and exposure to certain chemicals like insecticides or solvents can also kind of ruin that 
ability to smell. Yeah, dental problems is another like kind of scary one too. Yeah. It's like, good God, you already have problems with your teeth or your mouth and now it's like affecting already your ability to probably eat and then now smell or taste like oh geez just shoot me now yeah just shoot me now <laughs> that was a slippery slope i hate mouth problems that'll make you go to the dentist i hate that too yeah yeah not looking forward to that visit <laughs> there's also some medications that kind of can cause uh smell disorders if you have certain antibiotics or antihistamines hmm. um, radiation treatment for cancer can also oh. be a common factor yeah and conditions that affect the nervous system. So Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's are actually really two big causes for smell disorders. And I think that's why it is also more prevalent as you get older, unfortunately, yeah. is because you're more susceptible to those to falling, kind of diseases. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <sighs> that's kind of a really scary one. It's like, geez, I yeah. have to lose my mind and my smell. Thanks yeah, a lot. nothing good. Getting old is <laughs> so terrible. And my taste, basically. <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, man. It's weird with COVID because... Typically, when you're you're sick, you lose your sense of smell almost like due to congestion most of the time. It's usually because you can't really get much through. But with COVID, it happens like almost instantly a lot of the time. And it's not really related to like a congestion thing, which is to me like kind of Even haunting. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's actually messing with the neurons or something like that. It's not like an actual Yeah. Well, the fact that COVID has affected physical. the brain so much to me. Yeah. Like, and we still you know, don't temporary know Temporary memory loss and shit like that. Like, oh, that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. No. <laughs> that's and to me the worst part of COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously the, the lives that are being lost. But yeah. Like, Absolutely. what a terrible side effect to have to have and deal yeah, with. Totally. It's, it's, that's what actually kind of made me want to do this episode originally is because I was listening to the New York Times like daily podcast back in March, and they were talking about a food critic that had lost her sense of smell, and it happened just like that. Just She went to go take a shower, and she like didn't know why she was smelling a certain smell, and then she realized it was an absence of smell that she was actually experiencing. Freaky. And it's like that is so wild but i guess like they did they've been doing tons of studies of course but in one of them it was about nine thousand people that they surveyed and it was about 41 percent that had reported experiencing some smell loss Hmm. so it's just really a weird symptom (laughs) but and for some people it recovers within weeks and that's great and then for some people, like, they might not get it back, which is, like, that's alarming. You know, it's, like, it's very situational. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's interesting also because as, as they do regain their sense of smell, a lot of people will experience odors that often are registered as, like, unpleasant or things that they don't like. So they're kind of experiencing that parosmia or parosmia, mm-hmm. however you say it. Where everything smells gross or like rancid for a little while too, while your smell's coming back. So it's like, oh great, it's coming back, but everything, but everything smells terrible. (laughs) Yeah, and then other ones remain fully anosmic for months, and we don't know why. So it's like, why? It's just so baffling, but it's definitely messing with your olfactory sensory neurons. So, also in that video or that podcast, I learned about a video that was on TikTok that was circulating. where you char an orange with the rind on like all the way around and then you mash the pulp with like brown sugar with like a spoon and then you eat it hot. So, and supposedly that was supposed to help you regain um, your sense of smell, which a lot of people liked it on TikTok. Like it had like 4 million likes or something. Crazy. But it doesn't have obviously a, a complete success, right? There's nothing proven supposedly by science that says this, but some like Jamaican remedy that like really blew up, which is pretty wild. But also just like, <laughs> there was another one that said, if you flicked 
someone in the back of the head <laughs> while you first held your finger to your forehead and then held your finger to your tongue, it would work. And I was That's like, "That's the craziest thing." That I've ever seen. is some boo boo trash. Yeah. I don't know who <laughs> made up that. That's some TikTok, like I'm yeah. gonna laugh at all these people. Oh, hundred percent. Like, so let's see how many people can do get to do this. But yeah, that just proves how desperate people can be to regain that sense of smell and taste. Yeah, look me in the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, just do it, please. <laughs> oh man. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, sense of smell is really important. I mean. It is a major defense mechanism for us. As much as we don't mm-hmm. think about it and don't really like think that we use it as often as we do, yeah. it's a warning system that alerts you to dangers like gas leaks or spoiled mm-hmm. foods or yeah. like, if there's a fire or something like that. Um, and it's just definitely something that is 100% necessary. While we may not be 100% conscious, I think, yeah. of it all the time, it's it's there to protect us. Definitely. That's another thing with like oversalting your food to like too much salt and like sodium isn't good for you. So that's the other thing with like oversalting it when you can't taste that anymore, it becomes also even like a danger. So it's like once you can't prepare your food like with that knowledge, like I'm losing my sense of taste. Don't oversalt this. Like totally. my People blood pressure is changing be, yeah. all their eating habits. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're preparing food differently. They might be eating some too little or too much. Um, and so they might be gaining or losing weight and yeah. kind of fluctuating. So things like that are, are, pivotal um and like you said like over salting food can cause you know different medical conditions and issues mm-hmm. in some severe cases it can you know lead to depression with because of loss of smell yeah i could definitely be pretty upset about that not being able to like enjoy because food brings me so much joy yeah that would be a real like bummer it'd be definitely really, i think you would really struggle with that. yeah i don't know what i'll, I'll i hope it never happens <laughs> <laughs> And smell disorders can also be an early sign of some really serious diseases. Like we had talked about Parkinson's and Alzheimer's are, are pretty prevalent um, and have that as a cause. And then also like multiple sclerosis or obesity, diabetes, hypertension, malnutrition. Those yeah, can all be related. kind of early signs of things like that. So definitely an important and undervalued sense. Absolutely. But smells also have the ability to trigger memories. Like there is something that is powerful about that sense that will literally just like transport you, like you said earlier, where you are literally brought back to a moment by that. So it actually has a name called the Proustian effect. Uh, But it actually refers to the vivid reliving of events from the past through sensory stimuli. It comes from a literary passage that was published in Marcel Proust's 1913 novel where he described his sensory deja vu, which he experienced after tasting a madeleine that had been soaked in tea. And I just love, A, that it was a madeleine. I read somewhere else that in earlier drafts he had had it as a couple different things. I think it was like toast in one and something else in another. And then he finally settled on a Madeline, which I love. <laughs> like, no, no, it's not perfect. It's not yes, the right it thing. Yes, it must be a Madeline. Yes. That scent is much more trans- <laughs> exactly. transportive. <laughs> and just one taste of this sweet, buttery French cake mingled with lime blossom tea was all it took for child memories to come flooding back. And there's this little passage where it says, Immediately the old gray house upon the street rose up like a stage set. The house, the town, the square where I was sent before lunch, the streets along which I used to run errands, the country roads we took, in that moment, the whole of Cambrai and its surroundings sprang into being, town and gardens alike, all from my cup of tea. 
I mean, that is pretty powerful. powerful. I don't know if it's enough to name like an effect after. No, I love it. I mean, as a writer, that is what you hope for. Yeah, that's the power of your words. <laughs> that is right the power there. of your words, and the fact that this like took off, you know, and people were like really gravitated to that and like named it a whole concept is just—it's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> <sighs> so the reason that this prostrian effect exists is because of this protein that's uh, called BMPR two. And that's been kind of proven to strengthen neural connections linked to specific s- smells that you may encounter during early development. And it kind of prunes out the rest. So Japanese neuroscientists described this as a biomecular bonsai tree, which I just love that as like, I don't know, a concept and imagery again. Yeah, good image for sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where you're kind of selectively pruning or strengthening neural connections based on smell in your early development. So in a use it or lose it kind of a way, um, certain neural pathways get activated by a specific smell and form strong lasting connections, while unused neural connections are then pruned and snipped away like the excess branches of a bonsai tree. So that kind of, I thought, painted a nice picture of like, this is why these ones are so poignant and strong in our mm-hmm. memories and minds is because we're just super used to seeing them it's happening over and over again you're getting those same smells and it's hitting you in that same moment and then the other ones just kind of get clipped away it doesn't even matter anymore the smell doesn't (laughs) exist don't worry about it don't care (laughs) moving on (laughs) now you got a beautiful tree (laughs) yeah this is my bonsai (laughs) oh man it's interesting because they also say that the cells are renewed like every 30 to 60 days so it is the only like nerve that can regenerate like that, which is pretty outstanding and bizarre. Yeah. That is pretty wild, you know, despite like all the other ones, like eye movement and hearing and taste and vision, like none of those other ones can regenerate. Yeah, they're not usually like coming that. back. Yeah, it's like that's just done. <laughs> yeah, it starts to <laughs> yeah, go down. Toxic and severed. Yeah, toxic and severed. Oh, God. So, oh, man. Crazy, scary. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> A fun fact is that you can also kind of smell fear and disgust, which I think is really interesting. So there was this study that researchers had done where they collected sweat from men as they watched movies that caused certain feelings of like fear or disgust. And then they, to like obviously have a control in this study, they made sure that they use scent-free products and they quit smoking and using alcohol and all that good stuff. So there was like a control. And then women participants would do um, a visual search test while unknowingly smelling these sweaty samples. (laughs) It's so gross. (laughs) Also, I find it interesting that it's like women and men. Yeah. It's kind of like an interesting Well, they say that women have stronger senses of smell, so I think that's kind of why why. they did it. Um, There's also something kind of like with pheromones, I feel like, with with like your partner where you think they smell good when they they may smell like trash. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> or like you think your baby smells amazing and it probably smells like poop yes <laughs> all basic survival techniques yeah like you're like literally... i love this i want to keep it with me forever <laughs> i don't want to throw it away no yeah they do think that women have a, maybe a more developed orbital prefrontal region of the brain of the brain which kind of helps us Classic. To no have surprise more increased sense of smell <laughs> but they also think that it was also a, a tactic that would help us discern the best possible mates or help them you know bond with understood new- newborns and stuff like that so makes sense makes total sense mm-hmm 
But yeah, so when the women were smelling these samples unknowingly, their eye movements would actually be recorded during this time. And those that were smelling the fear sweat opened their eyes more widely in a fearful expression. And women who smelled the disgust sweat, you know, also showed facial expressions of disgust. So it's we, we could recognize and, and kind of replicate that same emotion, which is really weird. It's weird to imagine them trying to like capture the sweat also. What a, what a study. <laughs> <laughs> what a study. <laughs> Smell is also said to be kind of one of the oldest senses. Um, it's referred to as chemo detection, I believe, which is detecting chemicals related to smell or taste. Um, and it was literally like a single cell organism has always kind of been able to detect the chemical composition of an environment, making it the oldest sense. Hmm. That's super interesting. Yeah. There's also age-related loss of smell that is linked to race, which I think is super interesting. So in a study, they said that African-Americans and Hispanics experienced loss of smell related to age earlier than whites in this study in, in 2013, which... They don't really know why, but they believe obviously there's something with the genetics and environment, like such as exposure to nerve damaging substances that could be factors, which makes total sense with environmental racism that that would be the case. Yeah, 100%. Um, Just another thing to add to the list. Yeah, it all goes back to racism. <laughs> <Thanks> a lot. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say that was a heavy sigh. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a phrase. Not that he's, he never had anything to do with any of those things. Something I'm unaware of. Oh, man. You, know, you don't remember the thanks of Obama? I have heard it. It's just really funny. <laughs> oh, man. That got me good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anywho. He's a uh, listener. Yeah. <laughs> Each human does kind of have their own distinct odor, too, which I think is so interesting and accurate because I just remember going into, like, all of my different friends' houses, and there's a, such a distinct smell the second you go into someone else's home. Yeah, that's where it's like true. this is that person's house. This is obviously where they live. This is them. Yeah, you know, and like, but you don't recognize your own scent, really. Not you know? really. Sometimes when we walk in from home, from being outside, I'm always like, "What does it smell like in here? What does our home smell like?" <laughs> usually, it smells like the food we just cooked. But. Yeah, <laughs> I think that usually permeates the end. Yeah, masks anything very else. often. But yeah, distinct odor is kind of like fingerprints. You know, every person has their own scent and it kind of comes from the genes that are, are make up our body. But I also think all the topical things that we're putting on our bodies these days, the perfumes, the lotions, mm -hmm. the body washes, that all kind of plays into your scent and who you are. Yeah. I always love when you go travel somewhere new and there's places that have a like particular scent, I feel like too. I always like when you get off the plane that like new place smell it's like what is that <laughs> i was actually reading this article about that where basically that's a business like people oh my are God. pumping in certain scents into hotels and stuff like that totally. and they're literally branding it and saying like your brand your brand should have a scent and isn't have that like a mandalay bay always smells like like coconut or something yeah shit. i think so and she was talking about one of her clients was nike and basically the nike stores are and like the corporate offices they pump in a smell that is basically based off of the rubber from sneakers and basketballs mm -hmm. and like a little bit of like grass from soccer cleats hilarious <laughs> it's like they're trying to get what? you the, the mood the vibe <laughs> yeah pick up on these scents <laughs> you digging it yes. 
Um, so yeah, so that's I think a really interesting concept is that like corporations now that is like have a trying. Scent. That's trying too hard, I think. Yeah. Well, but like, no, we're right. Yeah. It's it's important, but. That's also like Jesus. That's a whole nother Y'all are level. wasting some You really time. need to put it in the ventil system. <laughs> yeah, like, is that even healthy? What is it? I don't know. What's I that made out of? Yeah, I don't think the ventilation system needs to incorporate that yeah. personally. Yeah. Fresh air is cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then this last one that I thought was really horrifying fact is that a decline in smell may predict death within five years. I know. When you said that to me earlier, I was like, what? I was like, I don't even want to hear that knowledge. You just are going to die. That's Just accept it. That's now my new fear. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I would take this with a grain of salt. The study mm-hmm. looked at more than 3,000 Americans aged 57 to 85 and found that people unable to identify scents like rose, orange, peppermint, um, we're more than three times likely to die in the next five years. So like three times is pretty. I, don't I think know. that's They're old something. though. They like, are old. You're in an, 57 an old is 57 is not old. And it says nothing about how they died. You have no idea who like. What yeah, that's true. Americans aren't very healthy. Have. All right. Average American. Not you know? great. I don't know. Those are pretty strong scents. Rose, orange, peppermint. You can't pick up on that. That's I'm concerned already. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned. I mean, that is true. Those are like the most pungent scents. Yeah, you certainly can't smell a fire. We need to <laughs> get you life alert. Get oh, you God. Well, just to give you some hope, there is some hope if you can't smell something that you can do smell training. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Give me a method. What do I got to do? Burn some oranges and mash them up? Mel, that that could be a way that you could kind of go about it. Essentially, it's a medical treatment that is an at-home strategy where you repeatedly smell a series of typically like four strong odors that are found like typically in your home you could use essential oils or something like that i know in the article i was listening to or the podcast they were talking about how she was smelling like spices in her kitchen and things like that at first to try that um but yeah you sniff for gently for about 20 seconds um sometimes it works better to do bunny sniffs where it's like short little like (laughs) little sniffs like that so (laughs) thank you for the demonstration i needed you to know the people what a bunny sniff was (laughs) And you repeat that process essentially three times daily for six weeks. So usually sometimes you have to commit to this longer to really see improvement because you're basically remapping the past in your brain. So it's most effective if you work on the same four odors each day rather than alternating for some reason Um, and that you concentrate on the scent fully, giving it your full attention for the entire 20 seconds. So it's Sounds really easy and like simple, but also kind of frustrating if you like really aren't smelling anything and you're just sitting there sniffing for like and really focusing on it. Like that would be a lot, but it's a good thing to try if you need to. In a pinch. Yeah, in a pinch. Common ones are like ground coffee, rose, citrus, eucalyptus, vanilla, clove, mint. Mm, all the um, best scents. Yeah, just because those are pretty like pungent. Yeah. Ground coffee smells so good too. Ooh, yes, I would take that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Some other like naturopathic physicians kind of recommend castor oil as another possible hmm. option for kind of gaining that scent back. So naturally, castor oil has been used to restore smell loss due to its active component of ricinolic, ricinolic 
Racinolaic acid. Because it helps fight infections. Um, it can help kind of reduce your no- your nasal passage. So if there's any swelling or inflammation caused by colds or allergies, like mm. castor oil could help with that. Um, it comes from castor seeds and it's used in a lot of actual uh, nasal passage treatment treatments, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and like Ayurvedic stuff. That makes total sense. I feel like castor oil is really good for your skin and like your hair. Exactly. Even, so. It just has so many uses that I, yeah. I believe that it has some sort of properties or, or chemicals yeah. in it that would help you. Not surprised. But yeah, <laughs> they, they recommend gently warming castor oil on the stove or in the microwave and make sure it's like warm but not too hot. And then place drops of each... Uh, drops of oil into each of your nostrils twice a day once when you wake up and right before you go to bed oily nostrils weird yeah grease them up yeah grease them up (laughs) (laughs) it's too hot you just burn the inside of your nose (laughs) oh it's terrible (laughs) ginger is another one they recommend um so like drinking ginger tea and usually that also helps with inflammation of the airways and things like that reducing excess mucus formation that can block the passages and then you can also do like ginger tea bags or you can do like raw ginger. Um, so you can peel and slice the raw ginger and then steep a tablespoon of raw ginger in two cups of hot water for around 15 minutes. And that's another good way to kind of help break it up. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one was uh, saline irrigation, mm-hmm. which, I mean, again, a lot of loss of smell is due to like allergies or sinus congestion and stuff like that. So salt water can help because it basically flushes out the mucus in that nasal cavity. Um, so they recommend pouring a cup of distilled water or bottled water into a freshly washed container, adding a half teaspoon of salt and a half teaspoon of baking soda, filling mm. a squeeze bottle or a medical syringe with that mixture, tilting your head back, squirting the solution into one nostril, aiming for the back of the head, <laughs> <laughs> and then let it drain out the other nostril or I feel your like nose. It's a neti pot. Yeah, neti pot. <laughs> like, come on. You could just be like, get you one of those. <laughs> get a neti pot. You might get your smell back. You never know. So, I'm so afraid of those things. Those things I, it, like, honestly horrifies me that you could put something in one nostril it'll and it'll come, come out, the out the other. Yeah. That is, like, the grossest, weirdest. I could never get it to work because it would, like, freak Ooh. me out too much, kind of. I, I still, I've, like, literally studied anatomy. I've seen the bones in our skull. I still don't understand how it can go in one and come out the other. Yeah, it's just a big old <laughs> hole up there. It's a big old hole and I don't like it. I saw a picture of, like, the cavity, like, to the side, like, a side view of inside your head. I was like, the nasal cavity looked huge. Yeah. I was like, is it really that it's large? Like weird. That d- didn't seem like it would be that big to me, but that picture sure was like i was like i don't think this is to scale (laughs) (laughs) this can't be right i hope not (laughs) oh man so we talked about some of our favorite food smells from this weekend which i forgot we went to that event for the food roof at 1207 uh, for 1207 or whatever that food company that was was hosting it i can't remember yeah their food was amazing it was vegan vegetarian again and it was so tasty they did like a noodle dish that smelled so fucking good. They had like a faux like chicken sandwich like Which was thing. fire. That uh, was my favorite. Yeah, that smelled so good. We were like working the event as volunteers in the beginning and couldn't try anything. And I literally was just salivating, just waiting for the chance. So, wow, I can't wait to stalk them and, and go get their food for realsies. It's the worst when like smells just like make you hungry instantly. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it sometimes. You're just like, I just have to sit here and smell this smell and I can't yeah. eat it. Food torture. Terrible. Smell food torture. torture. Yeah. Some of my other favorite food smells, obviously fresh baked bread. I love the smell of bread baking. I think there's a nostalgia thing there because our 
grandfather used to make bread so yeah. like love that smell but it just makes your whole house smell amazing and it just has such an aroma especially when you take like a loaf out of the oven it's all warm yeah oof amazing I also loved baked goods any kind of baked goods like cookies brownies walking into a anything bakery anything with chocolate into oh it, my in god because that chocolatey smell is just it's fire. intense yeah it's very intense so good, so good though so, sweets like that though are almost like too rich sometimes like some bakeries that I, you walk into are like the air is just you could cut it with a knife with how <laughs> sweet it the feels sugar just comes you know like air. don't you feel that way sometimes sometimes i'm like wow this is like a lot <laughs> yeah no it's overwhelming but yeah. like i i still love it i, I mean do i don't love it. sugary things that much either which is kind of weird but that smell is intoxicating yeah that's real for sure for me, a big one is like garlic. I yeah, love garlic. Totally. I can have garlic and everything. More garlic, the better. It's um, really strong, too. So, like, yeah, garlic bread in the oven or just like sauteing in the pan. Yeah. yeah, garlic naan. Oh my God. Yeah. Always making me so good hungry. Things to come. I know. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I think another big one, too. Obviously, like mirepoix is a great smell. Yeah. Is, is big for us. But I think yeah. the true winner out of mirepoix is onion. Yeah. And like caramelized onion. Mm. Yeah. That <gasps> smells like something's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I want to be in the kitchen. What's going on? Be still my heart. <laughs> mm. That is so true. Uh, I think also red sauce or like spaghetti sauce, obviously, since that was such a nostalgic one with our grandfather as well. Just and like that's like the kind of the smell of pizza. It's yeah. like pizza's the bread, the sauce, the cheese, like the garlic. You it's all those things, like those things, are so good. Mm-hmm. What a combination! Totally. In terms of nostalgia, I think that there's also a lot of like Latin American foods, Hispanic foods that make me think of other times and places too because i studied abroad quite a bit in like belize and bolivia (laughs) and um, some parts of central and south america and i think that always just kind of transports me back to those places a little bit which is always amazing because i love those places and that kind of food is so good yeah like some fried plantains Mm. oh my god we really need to find those here. Yes. Plant tostones. Yeah, that is high on the list right now. Yeah. <laughs> Always great. I really like like those Asian kind of flavors and smells too. And like the smell of like ginger with garlic combining in the mm. pan. Like that is one that always I love scallions too. Like the smell of green onion is so good. Yeah. So many delicious ones. There are, however, many I feel like I could live without. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your list? I there are some funky cheeses that like poof. we went hiking and we had bought this like really cute fancy cheese but then our cooler had like leaked or there had been water that had spilled and the cheese had gotten wet and when we opened that cooler I swear to god it was so gag worthy I thought the cooler was like gonna be trash I was like <laughs> I don't even think we can salvage this it was gnarly Ugh, god. yeah wicked yeah yeah I think a big one for me is tripe I had that when I was in South Africa, and mm. oh my good, it, yeah, like it's hard to even get it in your mouth because it's just like so pungent yeah, no. and like you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, our our parents always talk about like chitlins and how like when our aunt Sally was cooking them, like people would like they would know from like a block away. But yeah, I just I don't think I can get down with that stuff. I mean, like obviously I'm pet- vegetarian mostly and like pescatarian, so like I'm not trying to. But <laughs> yeah, you don't want some innards and <laughs> no, like that is like some organ meats. <laughs> whew, organ meats, yeah, <laughs> that's another level. I also am just very sensitive to onions. Like I love onions, but I cry. 
I'm a crier. They get you every time. Yeah, they get me every time. It's terrible. <laughs> but there are some familiar smells that, like, sometimes I wouldn't say are, like, amazing, but they just smell so, like, familiar in, like, home, like, sauerkraut and, like, cabbage, just because we have, like, Polish-Hungarian roots and, like, that, those two smells totally remind me of home and, like, the holidays. Yeah. We were in our hallway waiting for the elevator one day, and I was like, yo, does that smell like gumki? Like, that smells like yeah. cabbage rolls. Like, that's... <laughs> I'm, Where you at? That's what I'm picking up. I'm, I'm not sure. Dinner. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're making, but I think I know. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I don't feel like I used to like that scent, and mm-hmm. I was always like, I'm never going to eat sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah. And then I ate it one year because, I don't know, you got to try new things every now and again. Yeah, you got to retry things too. And I liked the way it tasted, and now mm-hmm. ever since I like the way it tastes, now I like the way it smells. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. There's also in Chicago, there's this chocolate factory. I think it's like the Blommer Chocolate Factory. But there's a spot where you pass like on the river where all of a sudden it just like hits you this wall of like chocolatey smell that's like really intoxicating. It's so and strong. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy strong. So that like always will remind me obviously of home too. I'm like when I smell that kind of a intense And if that's smell. what it smells like outside of the factory, can imagine you only inside? imagine the inside? <laughs> I'm like, what? Willy Wonka's factory yeah. must have been fucking, I don't, you need a ventilation system to yeah. get that chocolate smell out of there because you might die. You I definitely would go home smelling like that chocolate. I used to work at a beeswax like candle high. factory in Seattle and then when I would come home, I would, my hair would always smell like beeswax, which always really smelled really good to me. So yeah that's a pungent one but oh man that's a smell i do not miss i used to work at flat top (laughs) (laughs) which was great i had a lot of great memories a lot of great people those roadie Mm. but oh my god i would come home and just reek of like stir stir fry soy sauce and (laughs) like no it was gag worthy (laughs) that is pretty brutal Mm. that is pretty brutal There's also so many ones like just even like fresh cut grass, mm. all these good smells. Yeah, or like fresh rain. Yeah, rain. Oh my gosh. Mm. Like, even think... like snow. Can yeah, have snow a, totally a smell does. To it it which does. Is weird. Yeah, something almost seemingly so neutral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like this is the perfect time to cheers because I feel like I'm feeling hella grateful for my sense of smell right now, and that is just like that right there is the cheers is like do not take that stuff for granted yeah because it will start declining as you age and you might not even have it till the end oh my god smell all the smells you can now and yes. get all those scents and just like take those bunny sniffs just like get in Savor there that dish a little bit more yeah you know? totally i think <laughs> am i gonna sniff every dish now like you yes you should oh my goodness yeah you gonna cheers me or what bitch yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a fun one. <laughs>